Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the Living Free and Well podcast where we talk health, wellness, and living your best life. Anna and I brought on my friend Danny this week, creator of Live Learn Blogged. Her motto is to live a life of purpose over pity. And with that, she has lived openly in the hopes that others will feel inspiration and comfort from her experiences. She has dealt with anxiety, depression, and quietness since college. And just last year, she battled a blood clot in her head. Nevertheless, none of this has stopped her from living out her best life with all that life has to offer and aims to both raise awareness and prove that you can still have a fulfilling and happy life despite life's obstacles. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. Welcome to the Living Free and Well podcast. So I'm so excited for today's episode. I have my friend Danny on. Danny is so inspiring. She's just so authentic, real, and raw. And I'm just so pumped for her to share with us today. She has a blog called Live Learn Blog, where she shares her journey living with colitis, as well as her passions for beauty, fashion, and yeah, so I feel like she's going to bring a lot of guidance to people dealing with similar situations to her, so thank you so much, Danny, for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Pam has been talking about this podcast for a long time, <laughs> so she's genuinely excited. Yes. <laughs> that makes <you> <laughs> Yes. So Pam told me a little bit about you. I was really excited to meet you as well. Um, Pam said you live with colitis, which is an autoimmune disease. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? So I was diagnosed when I was 23, like in the prime of my life. And I was just finishing up college. And I remember like just, I was so healthy. Like I was eating everything right, doing everything that I was supposed to be doing in life. And taking care of myself and just like I started to feel sick and I started going to the washroom more and I was misdiagnosed as having IBS for probably years beforehand which is very mm-hmm. very common for people with colitis um wow. it just got like progressively more and more sick until really I just was there was nothing left to me. <laughs> oh, um, oh my goodness so what are the symptoms So the initial symptoms that people will experience is that you're going to the bathroom a lot more. Um, There'll be blood, there'll be diarrhea, um, all those really unpleasant things. And I think like blood is the number one symptom. Like if you're going to the washroom and there's blood, get checked out. And I think a lot of people ignore that because it's embarrassing. Yeah, and it's scary. It's so scary. And but it could be something worse too. Like it could end up being nothing, but it could also be cancer. Oh my god. Exactly. You should always, always get checked out. Like nothing is too embarrassing to talk to a doctor about. Definitely. Exactly. That's what they're there for. (laughs) So what is like the healing process like in that first like initial year of like twenty three and you find out you're you have colitis, what was that all like? It was just nightmare. It was like, none of the treatments really worked for me. I think I was in denial a lot. I really just, I didn't understand what the word chronic meant. Like having a chronic illness meant it was never going to go away. I was just very young and naive. And I just was like, okay, like, this is probably all wrong. And I'll probably be over it at some point. And I kind of just didn't take my medication properly. I didn't take 
anything seriously. I just didn't really live life. It was really brutal in those first years. And I didn't talk about it. I only would talk about it with my like significant other. I would never even tell my mom exactly what I had because I was so embarrassed by it. Wow. Which wow. is That's complete so hard. 180 to where I am now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So when did you start um, taking it like more seriously and getting that like under wraps? I think my first hospital stay, which was about five years ago, um, I was in the hospital for two weeks. When I came into the hospital, I was white as a ghost. I probably weighed about 90 pounds. Um, I looked so bad and I felt so bad that I was seriously in the hospital waiting room for maybe five minutes before they found a bed for me in the back. Because that's how far gone I was. And that was my first major wake-up call, like, that, okay, this is serious, and you really need to take this seriously, because my, like, solution before that was to, like, just don't eat, and then you'll Yeah, that's so scary. It's like, okay, I can barely make it to work, but I can make it to work, and that's about it. Um, Wow. And I think at that point, it was just, like, okay, I got to do whatever it takes to get better and be better for myself. That's crazy. That's like, wow, that's a crazy experience. So like, when you were, you know, say like, now that you've gone through the hospital stay, what are like, you were saying food was the trigger? Like, so when you would it like trigger a flare up? Is that sort of how it goes? For me, it was because I was flaring so bad that basically any food I ate was a trigger. There okay. was, it was just I was gonna be sick no matter what. Um, but I have noticed oh. that, you know, dairy is a big trigger for me. And it's yeah. a huge one for a lot of people who have colitis. Yeah, for me too. As well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like if you have a stomach issue, lactose is pretty much like not part of the game. Exactly. Um, but I had to like slowly learn to balance um, nutrition with um, medication. And it wasn't until my more recent hospital stay, uh, the beginning of last year, that I started to take the medication side more seriously because I did try all the natural paths that I could. Um, And I finally found like that balance of accepting that, okay, I do need medication, but I can also add natural elements and things to my diet to improve things. Um, from that side as well so when you like say like you have a flare-up what is that like what is that whole experience like it can vary um there's different degrees of flares there's flare you could have just like cramping um you'll have you can have blood um something that people don't realize about colitis is it doesn't just affect your stomach it affects your joints uh, wow, your joints will be in. Yeah. I notice if I'm flaring, um, my eczema will be worse. Basically, my like skin will break out. Basically, anything else that's an inflammatory condition becomes amplified when I'm in a flare. That's so scary. That's so hard. Good yeah. for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, how has all of this changed your life? over the years I guess that's a broad question but (laughs) (laughs) um 
I always say that I'm, I'm weirdly thankful um, for colitis because if it wasn't for colitis, first of all, I wouldn't have my career. It's weird to say because most people, it's the other way around, but because of colitis, I had to drop a semester of school and I had to lose those internships and um, do my internship over in the summer. And that's how I found the company that I'm with now. And I've been there for eight years. Wow. And wow. That's so cool. Amazing. I have a, a very understanding boss. Uh, so in that respect, it's changed my life. Like I, I look at it like you can't say like just the bad stuff. I really, I look at it from different perspectives. I've decided to stop saying like why me from the sense of self-pity and say why me and what is my greater purpose like why was I given this you know kind of burden like how can I help other people so I've been coming to terms with that mentality I've been using social media and I've become more open I try to follow other people with the same condition and keep up with where they're at and message them and see how they're doing and cheer them on through their treatments. So- I think that you'd be super inspiring for other people to hear on this podcast and just that, like how your perspective on it is so great. That's really so the cool. Way you yeah. look at it. Like I-, I could sit here and just be like super bummed. And I do have those moments where it's like, this is awful, but if yeah. you stop and be like, okay, I can change my thinking your whole life changes with it to be honest definitely yeah so I know last year you went through something pretty big and traumatic as well as oh yes you've already (laughs) dealt with so much but um can you share with us about that so it was actually um December of 2016 and right before uh going home to Sudbury for the holidays I felt like a tweak in my neck and I thought, oh, it's just the way the streetcar driver slammed on the brakes and I just need a good chiropractor. And I went home and the pain just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm like really stubborn and my mom would be like, we're going to emerge, we're going to emerge. But (laughs) I can tell you, nobody wants to go to emerge in Sudbury. (laughs) No offense (laughs) to Sudbury, but it's bad. Um, and I was like, well, I have the best doctors in Toronto. Like, why would I go in Sudbury? So I waited till after the break. And the major thing was, is I was throwing up a lot. And I just kind of assumed that was a new fun colitis symptom. Because oh, gosh. you have a gastro problem and you start having gastro symptoms. You just automatically relate it to that. Yeah. So yeah. after the New Year's holiday, I went into a clinic and I just wanted a referral to a chiropractor and that doctor had a hunch, just a weird hunch. She said, like, I passed every test, everything, but she sent me to Emerge at St. Mike's, which is my go-to hospital in Toronto. And they reluctantly did a CAT scan because, again, I passed all the tests there. And it turned out I had a blood clot in my head. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my I don't gosh. laugh now because it's my fun party story. Like, yay! Guess what? But I felt my knees buckle when they told me that. That's so and scary. And it turns out that it actually was a combination between the heavy prednisone steroids that I was taking for colitis and the colitis itself. It caused so much inflammation wow. in my body that my veins were inflamed as well. 
Wow, that is terrifying. Yeah, so for about half the year last year, I was trying to get that under control. I was on in the hospital for a week. I was on bed rest for a couple of months. Uh, I had to give myself blood thinner injections, which is like the worst thing ever. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But again, with that, it did a lot of YouTube videos with the injections and videos about the clot. And I've had a lot of uh, response from people who had similar diagnosis that um, it really has helped them. And that kind of helped me get through it. But I'm yeah. not free for a year next week. So yeah. Yay. Yeah, congratulations so do you have to like keep That's on awesome. top of that like you have to keep going and getting like cat scans and checking that you're free to keep up with kind of the symptoms because there will always be scarring on that vein uh i didn't even know it at the time that the blood clot was so big that it almost blocked off the entire vein wow. and it's oh, completely amazing that i didn't have a stroke uh, wow. that brain hemorrhaging um, the clinic doctor that I had actually followed up a month later which no clinic doctor does in like walking clinic and I got to think profusely yeah. because it was literally her hunch that yeah that, that woman life. is like oh my gosh I would be like marry me like yeah. oh my gosh yeah like, amazing oh my god but so one of the side effects sort of of having that blood clot and realizing that prednisone was so bad for my body is that I had to start taking uh Remicade infusions for my colitis yeah I saw that you kind of I saw I saw your YouTube videos that you shared about that can you explain what that is so Remicade is technically a form of chemo which is scary it's a biological so it does kind of change up things in your body it's terrifying okay. if you read about it. It's honestly so terrifying. It's got like rat protein in it. Wow. Oh I was gosh. scared of it for years. I refused to try it because I was just terrified. And, yeah. But it got to a point where it was like, okay, I'm going to risk what? Having another blood clot in my head or I'm going to take this drastic step yeah. to get better. And this medication paired with, you know, having a good diet and doing everything right on that side has put me into a full remission where it's my life is totally back that's amazing so again the blood clot was a blessing in disguise because if that never happened I would have never ever taken that drastic step I love your perspective on all this it was just like (laughs) yeah. yeah it's crazy like I couldn't imagine going through you know going through colitis and then getting a blood clot and just like how your positivity is just like like just shines through like it's amazing like sometimes I have to just sit back and laugh and be like really (laughs) like I I that's awesome that's a good first date that I had a blood clot in my head because I'm like this is my fun party story now (laughs) Oh my goodness. So like going off of this that topic, um, like I know on Instagram on your blog you talk a lot about like mental health and how you've dealt with like anxiety and depression. So I'm guessing like, you know, they these have been triggered by your illnesses. Um, what advice for when going through a similar situation? So my anxiety and depression actually was the first health sort of issue that I dealt with in life. 
and that happened when I moved to Toronto from for university I had a pretty tough childhood so coming here I think was kind of like a release and so suddenly like anxiety started creeping in depression started creeping in and that's why I think I was misdiagnosed as having IBS for so long because usually those two things go hand in hand but for the longest time I wasn't dealing with anxiety and depression I was pushing it aside I was just getting by I could barely go to class Um, it wasn't until one of my teachers my professors in college said to me I think that you have anxiety like I was just telling her my symptoms and she's like you should get accommodated and with that I started going to counseling at school I started exploring my options with medications but I still refused to take them I tried natural remedies but I noticed over time the more I talked about it especially in a school school setting with classmates people would say oh I have that too and that's when I started to be more open about anxiety and depression okay that's a big part of the battle is if you can be open and honest with it you'll find out that so many other people are in the same boat as you and I think one of my my biggest things is like don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to try medications because there's nothing wrong with it there's such a stigma around um being medicated and yeah I have a lot of friends that like you know it has changed their life it's like made the medication medication has made their life so much better but then I also have friends that's like kind of the opposite where it just like they just the medication just made them bring them brought them very very down so like they felt like it didn't work for them I really think it depends on like your body chemistry all those sort of aspects it's so hard to find like the right mix and what I did is the time I was in the hospital for two weeks I was like okay I'm here for a while so let me tackle all of my issues so while I was in the hospital and I really recommend people do this if they end up in the hospital I was like okay so I also suffer from anxiety and depression what can we do to help me while I'm here and so while I was being treated for colitis in the hospital I also was put on the psych rotation. So I got in uh, hospital counseling as well as I was able to test out different medications while under the supervision of a doctor for two weeks. And I've said to friends, if you're really, really suffering with anxiety and especially depression, don't be afraid to go to the hospital and try to get admitted if you need to. Because... I've had a lot of friends that are just just very depressed and it's like just please try everything you can um, to get help because it is there but you do have to be an advocate for yourself especially when it comes to mental health yeah I've dealt with a lot of depression and anxiety growing up as well I think I've talked about it in a podcast before Um, I dealt with when I was going through my celiac changes and puberty, everything, because I was about 13 when I started dealing with everything. Um, I dealt with a lot of social anxiety and dealing with like going to the bathroom all the time, being sick all the time. I'm sure you know this anxiety. Um, Yeah. So how do you think this has like affected your social anxiety? For a long time, I think while I was keeping the colitis a secret, that's when my anxiety was at its peak. And a lot of my anxiety stems around 
control and worrying about where the washrooms are. So like if I'm stuck in line for a long period of time, that's a trigger because I'm like, what if I have to go to the washroom? Or if I'm like in, like I always say I would rather be the person at the front of a crowd of a hundred people giving a presentation as opposed to someone in the crowd because I, I, I have to be in control at all times. Like have to know that I can just leave. Um, situation. It yeah. goes for meetings, everything. I've had to really work mentally. And I think one of the best things that my counselor in school told me is visualize when you're going through an attack, what's the worst possible thing that could happen. And then think to yourself that that's really not that bad. Like I had to kind of come to terms with, yeah, okay, I could have an accident in public. Yeah, yeah. I live in Toronto and the odds of me seeing anyone ever again that would be around is slim to none. So I've like put that perspective in place and that's helped me. And being open, I can just like, like my best friend now I could literally give her a look and she knows I need to dart off and use a washroom or that I'm having an anxiety attack and I have to go outside everyone at work knows that I suffer from anxiety and colitis now so sounds like you surround yourself with good people I really do (laughs) I'm very very lucky and I think but a lot of that comes from just being open with people even I agree. I, I started to feel a lot better as well when I started to, to be a little bit more open. I used to like be ashamed of going to the bathroom and now I'll tell anybody yeah, because it. <laughs> it becomes such a burden almost where it's like this heavy secret that you're keeping. And exactly. I'd rather have people know what's really going on than draw their own assumptions. Like most of the time they're interested because they're like, oh, do I have this too? Oh, yeah. Or they're like interested. Yeah. They're like, how did that, how was my poop today? They don't know. So they want to oh, ask it's you. it's so, like, now I have open conversations about poo, like all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Every day. My, my oldest <laughs> friend, actually, like my first friend that I ever met in kindergarten, she was recent, like a couple years ago, diagnosed with Crohn's. So uh, oh, wow. that's been like having each other and being able to talk about these things as well has been great I mean it sucks like I honestly would want a cure for her more than I would want one for myself um mm-hmm. but to have like that support system as well where I have someone that knows exactly what I'm going through and we can text each other um is really special as well that's awesome that's so good to have so how is this like affecting like of your romantic relationships or like every person you're with you find they're super supportive or have you ever had like any awkward incidences with any person you've been with? I try to be open as early as possible. Um, I kind of start off. First thing I'll tell people is the blood clot story because that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone that I'm dating, I tell them that I have anxiety like right off the bat. And then I kind of will ease into the colitis um, because that's a little bit trickier. But I, my philosophy is to make sure someone is aware of these things early on because if they're not okay with it in the beginning, okay. Yeah, There's exactly. No yeah. Point in wasting anyone's time. Um, and I don't want to be with a guy that's not okay with it. But I have. Oh, for sure. I've been, it's funny because. The one guy 
who I, I told the soonest about my colitis, I felt comfortable telling him because his mom had colitis. And then he sent me this big email like the next day saying how he didn't want to date anybody with colitis. And I was like, whoa, I thought of you of all people <laughs> would be would yeah, understand. So that relationship did not go on? No, that I'm was guessing. like a few dates. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> Okay. Bye. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, you have to tell the guy that, that you have kids if you have kids on the first date. Like, I don't understand why people don't think that should be like a rule. Yeah. Like, why can't, you know, get it all out? Like, this is me. I'm like, yeah. like I'll give guys like my Instagram and it's like, go crazy. You're going to see videos of me giving myself injections. You're going to see talking about colitis, yeah. everything. It's like, you have it all at your fingertips so yeah exactly especially these yep. days luckily with my boyfriend um we actually started dating when I did got diet like when I kind of started my celiac diet and got diagnosed so he's been through the whole trip with me that's it's good <laughs> it's, it's nice to have that yeah. support yeah he's definitely my comfort blanket when it comes to celiac flare-ups and everything else that we've gone I through I think that's the <laughs> part about breakups for me is the fact that I'll get really comfortable with someone and really rely on their understanding and their support. And then you go through the breakup and you kind of like lose that little bit of security that you had. And it's yeah. like, Oh, I got to start all over again and build that up. Aww. So that's difficult because yeah. I've had some really like great understanding boyfriends and I've been very fortunate in that sense. But I think too, at the same time, because of that, I've let relationships that maybe weren't totally healthy go on for longer than they should because of the fact that they were understanding about that one aspect of my life. And I was so afraid that if I let them go, I wouldn't find someone equally as understanding. And I feel like a lot of people must go through that. And and even in different forms, it's like, you know, things can get so comfortable and For sure. I um, went on a trip without my boyfriend for one of the first times, I think, two two years ago now. And I was so nervous leading up to it because I've been I've only traveled with him up until then. And he was my comfort place blanket when it came to all my allergies, and my eating. Yeah. And then I had to go three weeks without him. And with this girl, like she was my closest friend, but I didn't at the time wasn't very open with her about it. And so I was really nervous, but then she just became a different comfort. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's good to like have friends like that, like close friends that because friends are always mm-hmm. like good friends are always going to be a part of your life. And fam- exactly. Even yeah. Maybe more so than family, because that's the family that you're choosing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're open and honest with your friends and you're it's good, it's just it's the best thing. Because I go through breakups, and yes, that sucks. But at the end of the day, I have my friends to fall back on. and Exactly, yeah. And support you. Um, So when you do feel your best, what is your favorite wellness practice? My favorite? So I recently started cycling again. And I'm so excited. Oh, that's fun. I think I maybe bought a bike today. (laughs) No, that's (laughs) awesome. Because I already have, like, a bike that is it was sitting in storage for too long because one of the things is I've always been afraid to take her out because like having to lock her up in an emergency or whatever is a lot of effort, but I've gotten more comfortable lately and I've been doing like 
14 kilometer trips on the weekends and I'm going to start biking nice. to work this week so that is super exciting it feels so freeing I think that cycling high is a real thing it is and awesome it just feels so good to have regained my health to the point where it's like because for a while I was so afraid to get my um my heart rate up because of the blood clot because that was a major symptom of the blood clot and I spent so many months trying to keep my heart rate low that I was so afraid to do activities like cycling as well where obviously your heart rate is gonna go up pretty high um so there's that and one of the coolest things I've done for myself is learning how to do ballet as an adult (laughs) I Oh, yeah. that's so cool. I don't know if you know this, Danny, but I'm really into dance. I danced from, like, three years old to, I think, 21, but I still go to, like, at last, in January, was my first, like, dance class back as an adult. No way! Yeah. I that. <laughs> it's so fun. I've been, I took lyrical and a jazz. And I did a Beyonce, like, a, you know how you can go to those Beyonce classes? Yeah. I want to go to one. I would die to go to something like that. I probably would tear a lot. That'd be fun. Oh, me too. (laughs) I I love, like, ballet as an adult. It's work. Like, it's a lot of work. But it's good for your body. You're doing so much bar work, which is basically stretching and a lot of core work, which is great. Like, if you have colitis, you're really strengthening your core and working on your posture. And so much fine tuning. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so that's been great and other than that it's like I do like hobby photography and volunteer photography work and oh, you know, just fun. trying to get out and about but I, Can I you... feel free to do these things now that's awesome that's so awesome uh, speaking of sp- cycling our dad is a senior and he just bought a bike and it's oh, the cutest thing ever he's so nice. excited <laughs> I love it Oh yeah, he goes telling me about that. Yeah, he's so funny. I also noticed on your Instagram that you're really into like the whole life balance IV drip, and like I have no idea really what that is. So can you explain to us what that is? Okay, so first of all, one of the major things with colitis that people may not know is because your gut absorbs a lot of your nutrients. If, you're, if your intestines are all inflamed, you have a very hard time absorbing like things that you really need to feel good, like vitamin B, vitamin D. Okay. So one of the best ways to get these things is through IV treatment. And I've go- gone to this place called Whole Life Balance. It is on King West. And it's super great. They're so sweet. They have a lot of ER nurses working there so they're pros at IVs so if you've ever had an IV before and you're terrified of the thought of it which is in my mind is just crazy because I've had four billion IVs (laughs) (laughs) but I know there's some people that have never had one it's the place to go it's a little bit pricey but it makes a huge difference especially in the winter months when I'm not getting vitamin D from the sun I feel like I would love that because I just love the sun too. (laughs) Oh my god, you feel so pumped after it. We should try it. it. They have so many different kinds as well. Like I get the energy boosting one because that's 
Oh, and also this place is they're heavily affiliated with Crohn's and Colitis Canada. Okay. So oh, cool. they're a great resource for information as well. They even participate in the Go Here uh, initiative, which is um, by Crohn's and Colitis Canada. They put signs in the window of businesses so that people who have these illnesses know where they're welcome to use a public uh, washroom. Oh, that's so cool. I don't, I'm not sure if it's a well-known thing because I've only recently seen it. There's also an app, a Go Here app. So if you're ever in need of a washroom and you're suffering from any sort of stomach problems, download the Go Here app. And I love it. <laughs> find places all around the city to run and use a washroom with no judgment and no need to really explain yourself. And you make it, it's so That's easy. Awesome. Like, I, do, I love that idea. Technology is so good. And I'm like, there's always an app That's so for cool. That. I know. And it's like, in my head, I wanted to develop that app forever, but it's like, not enough initiative and not enough capital. So I'm so glad that somebody <laughs> could do it. Did it. Yeah, someone yes. had to go. Someone had to take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> so also, I know we kind of talked about this other night um, when we got together, but what are your thoughts on marijuana and if you use it to like for your healing process and just what do you think about it? Oh, I'm so pro marijuana and I'm absolutely excited for our government to legalize it on October 17th. I have the date marked. I've had my medicinal card for a while now, but it brings, once you find the right combination, because there's different combinations of CBD and THC, once you find the combination that works for you and works for what you need, the healing benefits are just insane. I notice if I do like gummies, it really helps me internally and vaping or smoking really helps with the anxiety and depression. It's not something that I do regularly now because I have um, anxiety and depression in check. But for me, I think it's such a great release. A great one's going to be healthier once it's legalized. I think so too. That's so awesome. <laughs> Even I think the CBD oil. I know we were talking about this the other night. Yeah. If you don't want that kind of high that THC brings you can get the health benefits of CBD yep I have some coming in the mail so I'm so excited to give it a try because I feel like you know I'm such a like a high performance person that it's so hard for me to relax at the end of the day yeah so I'm like really hoping that this can help me and I just am so excited to see if like it works for me I guess in general though I must say I think every- that the marijuana we had the other night was amazing. <laughs> I, I know. It was <laughs> the best of my life. It, I've never felt so calm and so like euphoric. And that's that's well, I was so bummed I had to leave. <laughs> I know. I was bummed too. We were all falling asleep by the end. So I, it was called Black Diamond. If anyone has problems sleeping, I genuinely recommend it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so um, we were wondering if you have any mantras. Any mantras. Hmm. Yeah. I think I just have the words that I live by, which is basically to live a life 
that is not out of self-pity, but out of self-purpose. Awesome. I love that. So beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) And um, like, we're also wondering, like, you know, you are such an inspiring person. And do you like follow any sort of ritual, like any something that you do every day to feel just like, you know, in the great in in the best mindset that you can feel for your day? best mindset is I need music I like first thing in the morning and my alarm needs to be a song Um, that's awesome a huge part of my life going to concerts has always been the one place where I can turn my anxiety off I can turn everything off and just be in the moment so music plays a huge part of my daily life and I would say my honestly like I know it's not a ritual but my cat I tell I say it all the time like she saved me when I adopted her five years ago her she's the most affectionate little thing and she knows like how I'm feeling and when to snuggle which is all the time Um, oh that's so nice but that's been like a major thing is like kitten snuggles will heal you (laughs) yeah I think pets have a power of their own like they're so comforting yes but i saw a dog yesterday and i almost cried because i was in love with it <laughs> they get into your soul i don't know what it is they just like look into you and they, they know exactly what you're feeling i know it's crazy They're like the best you hear stories about animals when they just like you know they know something's gonna happen and then they're there i don't know it's like yeah. crazy <laughs> <laughs> ritual i say I need my coffee, which is a weird thing to say because I have colitis and coffee and colitis are just, they're not friends at all, but I need my coffee in the morning to feel like a person, but I'll only drink it in a safe space. So I'll only drink it at work or at home. And uh, I actually put both ghee and collagen in my coffee now, well as raw honey. And they, the combination of all three is just full of benefits for colitis it collagen is great for inflammation i take marine collagen which is so good for gut health and digestion it's also good for it's good for your joint pains it makes your skin amazing it makes yeah your skin looks so good thank you (laughs) (laughs) i was just reading about collagen for two weeks and i broke out so bad i am such a huge believer in it it, like because it tackles inflammation ghee as well helps with inflammation and digestion and the combination of the two because like acne as well is an inflammatory condition it yeah. helps like it really really does I'm a huge believer in it and I've converted a lot of people already I recently was reading about collagen too. That's really interesting. Definitely going to buy it. <laughs> I really recommend it. And there's different kinds. So there are vegan uh, options as well. And I cool the fish one. There's no taste. There's no smell. There's also a beef version. That's cool. I think Tone It Up, Pam. Pam loves Tone It Up. I think they're coming out with really? Yeah, I just saw it on Instagram. That's interesting. Yeah, after I was actually looking up for vegan collagen and 
I was like, I found a couple brands that it's like called the collagen builder. So I don't know if that's the same thing, but I still got to investigate. <laughs> I I'm such a believer because if you could put something into your diet, into something that you're already eating or drinking, why not? Like, yeah. If you can add something course, natural, yeah. do something natural to your routine that you, you're already, that's already part of your routine. It's so easy. Why wouldn't you try it kind of thing? Definitely. So we always like to end the podcast off with a little bit of inspiration. So we're going to ask you what your living your best life tip is. Oh, sorry. It cut out there a little bit. Sorry. I said that we always like to end the podcast with a little bit of inspiration. So we're just wondering what your, your living your best life tip is for the listeners. Best t- living your best life tip, I think, would be to live a life out loud. Don't live within your head live like so there's a quote that I like and it's uh don't look in the back on the past and grieve for it is gone look to the future oh sorry I screwed this up (laughs) (laughs) Um, don't live in the past because it's gone don't worry about the future for it is yet to come live in the present and make it so beautiful that it'll be worth remembering I love I've, that. I've written down like everywhere. I probably screwed it up. This oh, that's awesome! Too, but it's such a great quote, and it's kind of like the way that I live life. And oh. I think, though, just number one thing is just don't be afraid to be open because odds are you're just going to further connect with people. You're not going to alienate yourself. I know that that's a fear a lot of people have is that people will be turned off or feel the stigma, but. The more we talk about all of our health things, the more we talk about everything that's going on in our lives, there's going to be no stigma surrounding anything. Definitely. It's going to make a shift. And you're making a shift, Danny. And we're so ex- happy oh. that you came on. I'm so happy. This was great. I love what you guys are doing. I've, I'm telling everyone about it. <laughs> Thank Aww. you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. You can... you're, you're doing something that's really really needed and getting people out there and connecting people and that's a wonderful thing thank you we appreciate that thank you so much so make sure to follow danny on her instagram and check out her blog live learned and blogged everything will be linked in the notes everyone go check her out and thank you danny so much for being on the podcast thank you so much for having me bye 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 Thank you so much for listening to the Living Free and Well podcast. Make sure to follow us at LiveFreeCA on Instagram to find out when we release the next podcast episode. And don't forget to join our Living Free Community Facebook group to help support you and everyone else in their journey.